the usual suspects. The usual suspects. Mr. Fox and Abstract Sagittarius. Hello. Yes, Dylan Van. Mm-hmm. It's nice and clean, too. That's enough. <laughs> you only get a peek. You only get a peek so, and we get other things. What is this nigga doing? God damn. What so are you I, about the podcast? I thought I sent you a few last night. Um, so the podcast, or I guess the YouTube thing is called It Is What It Is. It's Cameron oh, yeah. and Mace. From off of and, TikTok? Huh? You talking about from off of TikTok, the links you sent me? Yes. Oh, the last two TikTok being real um, janky for me right now. Sometimes when I click on the link, you can tell it's trying to, to filter in. in your built on your video, but it goes to a wrong video. So, oh, um, yeah. So, yes. I haven't. I, I'm on my next move is to look on YouTube, but the two of them together, like Mace is already l- laughing before Cameron gets going. So, <laughs> there's one clip where they have an image of. Uh, Jewel Santana's, I guess, smiling, but his teeth are jacked up. Mm. So Cameron starts to tell a story, I guess, of, I think it was Jewel Santana or a friend of his that he grew up with. Teeth were jacked up. They kept giving him candy to the point to where the dude's grandmother came down and said, stop giving him candy, you know his teeth jacked up. By that point, Mace is already, like, falling out of the chair. Uh, uh, uh. They, they are getting fucked. They are. They are. They are. So, girlfriend, while you've, while you've been going, some nonsense has been happening in these streets. Mm-hmm. Catch me up a little bit. So, I was minding my African American business, my friend, living and existing in my African American house when the welfare queen himself mm-hmm. decided to poke his head out and say the following statement. America was great when Donald Trump was president. Uh, K-Pasa? Great where? Great for who? Right. Not not great for the welfare queen himself. (laughs) Right. Stealing welfare funds from the poorest state in the country. Uh, One of a few states down in the south where the majority of the population are black, underpaid families. 
mm-hmm. families that need that rely on welfare to sustain day to day. Um, literally like possibly 10 to 15 people in one house. I'm just trying to paint a picture. I'm not stereotyping, just saying you decide, Mr. Brett Favre, welfare queen, queen of the trap house, queen of the fish boil. You decide, you know, even though I've worked 25, 30 years as a quarterback in the NFL and retired, that you are going to work, allegedly, with the governor at the time of Mississippi to siphon welfare money from him to erect a sports facility for your daughter to use at a college that she's attending, which is also your alma mater. To, to Then, I guess, wait until things die down to pop your head out and say this bullshit. Country was never great when 45 was president. Like, the bar is so low as far as presidents are concerned that we are left with minimum qualifications required. Minimum. The bare <laughs> minimum. Like, like Biden. I like him a lot. Like, he's a great personality. Um, He'll cuss you out in a minute. Biden ain't the same Biden that he was when he when was Obama. When Obama was, right. And I think that's where the, I won't say necessarily a problem per se, but I think people was like, oh, we getting Petty Joe from off of Facebook. That's what I thought people people thought we was getting, which would have been great. (laughs) But we got Petty Joe. We just got old, like old. Yeah, the energy is definitely different, especially when, Kamala Harris lives in California. Listen, when I tell you... Come again say what? So, I like a lot of y'all out here listening to the podcast. The I Refuse podcast, I Refuse podcast, After Dark, and this one, The Usual Suspects, just saying, was wondering, where's Kamala Harris? I have asked that question quite a few times. Um, I mean, did y'all do... Do her like Amelia Earhart? Like, is she in the Bermuda Triangle and we don't know, like, where is she at? Like, sure, she'll pop up in D.C. and and walk a couple miles with her husband, Doug, and wave and stuff. But where has she been since they took office? So, she stopped by the Jennifer Hudson show, which, that's a whole other thing, um, because... They're saying there's some kind of chaos behind the scenes over there um, to where, like, three producers got fired. Um, Oh, my. Kamala Harris came by her show a month or so ago, and I was like, oh, look who it is. Can't show up for work, but we'll show up on daytime TV. Um, To talk, I guess, talk about family, talk about Doug, talk about her kids. So apparently they live in California. Like, so you don't even stay in the White House? Like, you don't even stay around in the White House in the vicinity? Like, you're not not in Georgetown or Petworth? Is that a thing? It's news to me because I could have sworn that 
when Obama was president, Biden and his wife and family were very close by the White House. I mean, I know their primary residence is in Delaware somewhere, allegedly. Um, but I've never known a sitting vice president to reside or still reside. It says that the vice presidents since Walter Mondale have lived with their families on the ground of the U.S. State's Naval Observatory. Oh. What the fuck that is? Let's find out. <laughs> One observatory circle in D.C. Oh, okay. It's the residential office of the vice president, and it's also where they supposedly live. Oh, it's a cute little house, too. Mm -hmm. So, this, this is... So, she is she like the, the, the first one that's done this? This is news to me. I didn't even know such a place existed. Um, but this is this is where we are right now. It's almost like we have to like rebuild from the bottom. As quiet as kept, you know, forty five was so bad that we actually looked at Bush Jr. Like he wasn't really that bad. He really wasn't that bad. I mean, he was a little out of it. Um, He's not as stupid as we thought he was. <laughs> well, hey, I was keeping the PC, and I, you know, I can always yeah, rely listen, on my co-host to be we, like, look. I think we're at a big age to admit that during that time period when all of that shit happened, a lot of us thought that man was an idiot. Rightfully so, though, because I mean, you gotta consider when shit hit the fan, you was reading a book upside down. We not so there was justification as to why we came up to these conclusions, but in hindsight, knowing what we know now, I want I get it. <laughs> I get it. And bless his little heart. In Baby, when I tell that, you that clip of the shoe being thrown at him, I thought for the longest time that listen, was Photoshop. Right, and matrix moves. That was actually he do. He got matrix moves. I don't know how he he like was able to duck so fast. Yeah, and that was and he made comp like you. It wasn't like a a reef. He was aware, <laughs> like you can see him make eye contact with said shoe coming towards his head. It's like nah. I mean, he I wasn't great to work. Yeah, but he's not the idiot that we thought that he was. Oh, not at all. Um, so, Brett Favre got nerve. It is such a shame because it's like, how you find this hell but dumb as hell? Like, do you not realize the dark cloud you have over you? Yeah, then most you make the cloud bigger. And I get it. Like, we're, we're you know, the, <coughs> we're gearing up for another presidential race. Which at this point is going to start looking like the Big Brother house, where it's just like twenty people trying to get into one house. And it's going to be a fucking clusterfuck. Um, it's going to be ridiculous. I think it's it's. I think we're at a 
a point where people who I personally believe may have been doing fucked up shit all along and was able to hide it to a certain degree. You know, when people get too much power, they act like or feel like they're invincible. So they start making fuck ups or they feel like they're entitled to certain shit or can say certain shit because I'm at a certain stature now that it ain't going to fall back on me. And in, in, in a lot of cases, it's seemingly true. Like, nothing's happened to him since we know he stole that fucking money. Nothing. Nothing at all. So, in his mind, until somebody actually do some shit to him, he don't see nothing wrong with what he's doing. Which is why he feel free to do it in the public, in addition to the fact that you got the government behind you. So, you really feel like you're untouchable. Yeah. And we see it happen so many times until the outrage and the outcry from it becomes too much. And then it's every man for themselves. And he's going to be the first to go. He's the first person that's going to go down for that shit. When it's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I didn't even know anything about what he said, yet alone the initial situation until you told me. So it's like it's out there, but it's not in your face for people to really command a level of accountability. They got to do better because otherwise they just going to keep skating on by and taking shit from people. It's a mess. It, it very much is. Your legacy too. And people that look like him look like him are going to turn a blind eye to it because great quarterback, like NFL legend and stuff like that. And you know, some of us aren't discussing it enough either, which kind of makes it worse. Now, when it came to to Jim Brown, on the other hand, mm. child, I said, the fuck is going on? Yeah, All right. shit. You, you saw it too, right? Mm. Which, did he pass or he passed away? So, yeah, he did pass away. And in the same breath, the timeline, uh, last week going into the weekend um, was that people unearthed some stuff in his personal life that happened like in the 60s and the 70s and stuff about this this guy allegedly, and I'm saying allegedly because I wasn't there, got, got an 18-year-old model, and this is back in the late 60s, up to his high-rise apartment or condo. Um, they say that he forced her to drink, was beating on her, and threw her off the balcony. The fuck? Um, now, when the story first broke, and there's like a whole, like, 
image search that people did of the girl actually being on the stretcher or on the mm-hmm. yeah on the stretcher um with a neck brace and on you know oxygen being wheeled off to the medic van um on the ground floor like where the cars come in of his building and the story goes here is such and such 18 year old uh woman that was allegedly assaulted found on the ground outside of jim brown's apartment then they went into this thing where it was like you know this guy you know sexually assaulted women which caused him to be banned from the playboy mansion he uh beat on all of his wives his girlfriends fuck him being a civil rights activist fuck him being an nfl great yada 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 i talked about this on my on you know the new episode we just dropped yesterday actually on the podcast the Irfies mm. podcast and i was just like what good does that do now you know right. what i mean why like, what what can be done to if the allegations are true like what can be done to bring some sense of justice to any of them people now and you know people were like oh this has been out there for years and you know people in the nfl knew and people in cleveland know and it's like the last 30 years of my life and i'm going back to when i'm going to get you sucker came out Because, you know, he was one of those guys like Richard Roundtree and some of the other, like, former football guys that, like, broke into acting. And, of course, I'm going to talk about I'm going to get you sucker because that's my movie and he's in it. Right. So I didn't hear any shit of, anything about that then. It wasn't until after the man passes that you're like, well, that thing in 1968. Where you, where you threw the lady off the... I'm like, wow. Hey, Glassy, I'm, I just found it. And it's, it's from, uh, I guess, local. Um, yeah, very wild. So when talking about that, I went to how... We're realizing how common it was uh, for men of those days, particularly like famous men like Harry Belafonte, Sidney Poitier, Quincy Jones, Marlon Brando, like, and now Jim Brown, where it's like, yes, definitely a piece of shit, Uh right? They, you had Sidney Poitier, who we've revered for a very long time is somebody of that exemplified dignity and grace and strength during a time where you know the white gaze on of black people were that we were inferior and here we have Sidney Poitier that was working against that right mm-hmm. 
Then when my black ass a couple months ago saw the Apple TV, Apple Plus documentary on Sydney Poitier, like I had, because I, re- I read Diane Carroll's uh, autobiography years ago, I knew mm-hmm. that they, through that book, I knew that they had a nine-year ongoing affair while they were both married to other people. Knew that going into the documentary. Get to the oh, documentary. My. Get into a do- the documentary where they not only interview his first wife, you know, the one that he was with during that entire time, but also his kids, that what Sidney Poitier did was he had a separate apartment, like a, a separate place to live outside of the marital home that he shared with his wife and kids, right? She, so while during the course of the pregnancies that his wife was under, he maintained this house that he also, the separate apartment that he also had Diane Carroll in on a regular basis and more than likely other women. It got so hot and heavy in the affair. He... I guess through his manipulation or his way um, influenced her to divorce her husband at the time under the impression that he too was going to divorce his wife. He did not divorce his wife, but I think the affair kept going. Okay. At some point, the first wife caught on there was a brief period to where they were separated. They ended up getting back together, but that didn't stop Sydney from being a serial womanizer. So it's like you got that kind of thing. And then, you know, you got that whole thing about, you know, how black actors like James Earl Jones and Harry Belafonte exemplify like black pride, but they, they solely sleep with white women and their justification for doing that is because they view black women as aggressive, too militant, too out of control, too wild, um, too combative, you know, all the stereotypical shit that white people say about black people. And I was just like, what in the world? Like you have a preference. Okay. But you don't have to devalue the other part, you know, the other demographic that look just like you. So it was, it, the shit was mind blowing, but still a good documentary. Um, but yeah, like the whole, I had a whole conversation about Jim Brown in, in the episode and it was just like the lengths that people go to, I guess, villainize a person and not think, Damn, you know, we've been saying for a long time, black men ain't shit. And then when we know that they're not shit, we throw more dirt. We don't say anything until we can't do anything about it. Like, you let him live his whole life. Well, that and, like, like you continue to throw dirt on a person that's now dead. Yeah, like, and at this point, it's, it's, it's over. Like, you're still going to have to deal with living with whatever memory of it at this point. But, like, 
there's literally nothing at this point that you can do. Nothing. Um, and I was just like, well, you know, I was on the timeline, and I know we got like a short amount of time left. Um, I was on the timeline less than a minute. I was on the timeline, and one of the the Twitter accounts that I follow is of a black actress, um, Yve- Yvette Nicole. I've seen on some stuff. Yeah, Yvette Nicole Brown, right? Who been on Community, been on uh, Girlfriends. Is a name, but not like A-list. No shade, but like she decided to throw herself in to the timeline on Twitter to, I guess, fan the flames about these allegations, right? Mm-hmm. And I sat back and I thought, you know, it's it's kind of weird how we like villainize other black people, but she mm. was, but she was like mom, or she had like a statement or a reason as to why she left the show that she was on. You know, she was on Community for a lot of seasons, and. That's the same show that Chevy Chase was on, right? So, Which show? huh? What show? It's called Community. It was. Oh a- yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So the story goes that she left the show entirely at some point while it was on the air, and her reasoning, she's the claim is she left to take care of her sick father. But the tea on the streets is that she left because Chevy Chase repeatedly kept using the N-word. Mm. Right. Mm. But it's like, if we're going to Chevy like... Chase? Child, the tea. Um, and that's not even... the sh- mm. You know, the... the I'm telling you, the Bird app has been filling me in on stuff. But the reason why I bring that up is because if we're going to be all about equality, we got to do it on both sides. Yeah. Like, picking and choosing. Like, yes, Jim Brown, if you want us to believe that he hit on his wives and girlfriends and models and stuff, Yes, he is. That makes him a shitty human being. I yep. a thousand percent agree. But let's not be all like PC and and cover up or cape for white guys or white people that are also assholes. Right. Um. So I was looking at it kind of strange. Like you had all this energy and vitriol. For this man that don't know, not related to, never had him in his house. Like, he got all this time and energy for this, to villainize him after he dies. But you don't want to expose. It's like, oh, like, I, I just can't. I can't help. 
but recognize that kind of shit when we want to get down to like white privilege and you know we were talking about Ebony K. Williams not so long ago where I was and how you know white supremacy is also black people caping for white people to be, you know, for them, for black people to be accepted by them. Like that whole thing that Ebony K. Williams said about not dating a bus driver and then trying to moonwalk off of it and mm-hmm. try to clean it up on the breakfast club. I'm like, there, girl, you saying 10 toes down with what you said and how you said it. That, and how that comes from the elitist attitude that you have. Mm. But also, you're still bitter because this white guy that you were engaged to or in a long-term relationship with left your ass. But it's like at some point in all of this, you know, bashing and anti-black stuff that people, that these people do, like... Like bashing black men, bashing, you know, other black women and stuff for the stuff that they they allegedly did, but also like not having that same energy for white people that do the disrespectful shit to your face or right. at your workplace. Um and not saving that bitterness energy for the white guy that left you, but you still want to act like you're better than the rest of us. And it's like, in this climate, where it's more than clear that a lot of white people don't give a shit about us, and they continue to show us that. Mm. Yet, people still continue to cape for them. I don't know. I just... The stuff I think about, but yeah, like the bird app definitely has been educating me about a lot about like actors and some of my favorite movies growing up um, that like contradicts the, the charming image that they have in interviews and stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah, and Chevy Chase is one of them. Um, and just that whole, the whole SNL thing with him and Bill Murray back in the day. Just, just you know, I just... Be and now, up. I don't know nothing about that, so... <laughs> that That's a whole other thing. We, uh, yeah. But, yeah, that... I'm not a, that threw a, me. an SNL person, so... I'm like, not I've watched it sporadically, but it's not... Yeah, I'll watch it... Um, if like Chappelle's on, um, if if Chris Rock is on, like people, yeah, I'm very selective, right? Um, and that's even if I happen to find out that they was on it, but yeah, I'm right. Not um, I mean, I'm ten toes down with Eddie Murphy being the best SNL cast member to ever come off of that show, with Tracy Morgan being a close second. Just saying, um, <laughs> and that's about it. Well. I fucks with Adam Sandler tough and and Andy Sandberg a little bit. Um, yeah, I, like him too. I watch some of their stuff because 
They the dorky is as fuck, but the shit mm-hmm. slaps. Um, but that's about it. But yeah, like the stuff the, the bird app has been educating me on. Um, it's, it it just blows my mind how even in this climate of all climates, where it's like in your face all the time, that the society and all the stuff down that rabbit hole is against us that we still continue to be against us, each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, don't get it twisted. I'll still talk my shit, but it's, it's from a place of like, I question the logic of a lot of the shit to, that people do. Right. Um, so that's why I be on the mic. But yeah, um talked about Jim Brown. You know, a lot of people had energy for him, but didn't have energy for Brett Favre. And I was just like, y'all should be talking about that more. What's usually how I go? Right. Um you know, it's easy to it's I don't know why. It is. It just seems like it's easier to criticize our own people instead of just understanding what's right or right, what's wrong or wrong. I don't give a fuck what color you are. You be blue for all I care. Like, if you're wrong, you're wrong. People got to learn to be able to stand in their shit. Because I can't take you seriously if you are picking shoes. If it's wrong for this person, then it's wrong for that person. It don't matter what stature they are, don't matter what color they are. And I'm 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 speaking for a place from a place where I understand that depending on when certain things happen and you're in a position of having to choose your livelihood over, you know, speaking like I get it. I get it. But when you get to the point where you feel comfortable enough to speak out Speak all that shit. Don't pick and choose. Don't don't choose sides in the situation because it makes you want. I can't take you serious. And definitely don't do it when a person dies. Like, who's supposed to give that information now? Right. Um. Yeah, that was that was kind of blowing my mind. Like <clears throat> to the point that I've made that. Was Winnie there the whole time? No. Okay. <laughs> so sure you're not, I wasn't. You're not too high. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. That's what I wanted to know. Like, wait a minute. Why the fuck did he look so big at first? <laughs> oh, because he was like close to the laptop. Oh, my God. I thought it was a big ass <laughs> Winnie in like the back corner or something. Oh, my God. Hi, Winnie. Um, little kitty, put him back. <laughs> Girl, you got me messing up my little studio. Um, I'm sorry. Okay. No, you fine. So, a mess. This is just the chaos. This is what y'all get. I might upload the video to YouTube and see how that goes. But yeah, um. 
Yeah, it was, it was, it, it was, it was, it was fucking me up a little bit. Like, I'm not caping for Jim Brown. Mm. Um, I don't, I'm not into like football that crazy. I watch sports. That's about it. Um, I'm going to get you stuck. It's still one of my favorite films. I just, you, you're just not getting me to cancel Jim Brown on past shit. Cause think about it. If that's what it's come to, you won't have anything in your house. Like no movies, no music, nothing. And if cancel culture has taught me anything, because this is exactly what this shit is, is that people do all this to feel like they're better than somebody else. That's always what it is. And I broke that down. Um, cancel culture is what happens when trolling goes too far. Oh, we know what happens. Yeah. When trolling trolling gets to a point that it's no longer an internet joke and you motherfuckers take it seriously. When people show up to your house, why you on live? (laughs) It just... I don't know. I'm not a fan of cancel culture. I'm a fan of accountability. Absolutely. I'm not a fan of cancel culture. I mean, at the very least, if you're going to be in somebody's business... Tell all of it and tell it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I said over there on the other podcast, I'm like, it's it's none of my business. So why am I? Why would I be in it? Like I wasn't even alive. Like me and Jim Brown were not alive the entire time that he was alive. And I only knew about Jim Brown because of I'm gonna get you sucker, which was when I was like six or seven so like why would i be in that man's business like i said i know men ain't shit (coughs) famous men nfl legends basketball greats the men my women the men my mother used to date men ain't shit no people (laughs) people ain't shit ain't shit (laughs) it's just it's it's people, like, and that's not new. That's not word on the street. Like y'all know this. When y'all get up on I was this bird, that is what it is. Oh, you like outside? Of, I'm gonna get you sucker. Mine was original gangsters. Listen, I that's my movie. He, she was it. like, you can get either go out the door or go out the window. <laughs> the window. Yo, but my part is when old girl Cramps got the best of her. He was like, you got the devil in you. No. Cramps. Stop it. He's like, I wasn't screaming. I was whistling. (coughs) See, you just got me about to do the whole move. (laughs) I'm just saying, looking like, oh, he was in Mars Attacks. I forgot about that. Under another underrated classic. That's my shit. Mm, um, but let's move on. No. <laughs> oh, crap. You gonna make me put that on? Oh my god. Oh goodness. Um, shout out to Don Lewis. 
you know, they give you crap about your singing the hanging Mr. Cooper thing, but that's fine. I still think you sound good, girl. I they said, why why when she sing a song she got a lemon in her mouth? I was like, I hate y'all. I really hate y'all. She's singing with In Vogue. Where are you at home? Oh, Lord. Another tangent. Sorry, this usual suspects is going to get down. Um, <laughs> so moving on, you want to throw in your, your thing about Rasby? From uh, formerly a beach. I was trying to feel like, like, should I read the statement that he released? I am, <laughs> that shit had me flabbergasted. But I read that shit like three times, like, come again, say what now? Like, <laughs> we won't, we won't read this statement. That's what I'm gonna do. Let me pull this shit up. I'm howling. So, Rasby, one fourth of B2K, went on Instagram mm-hmm. to debunk the allegations about Chris Stokes, who was the manager of B2K. Did he delete his page? And and Immature and IMX. Um, Yeah, it looks like he did. I think he did. Well, the heat got to be too too hot. (laughs) It's okay, because I still found it. I'm just saying. This is why we love the screenshot capability on iPhones. I don't know if y'all got it on um, Androids. What, screenshots? Yes. All day. What kind of question is that? Really? The shade of it all. Oh, you got an Android? Yes. Yeah, of course I do. I'm not an iPhone's got too many restrictions for me. I do too much shit. I can't do it. I got an iPad. That's as far as it goes for me. Uh, if you like to send bereavement and flowers, because my co-host has an Android. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> I sure do, and proud as fuck of it. It do any and everything plus more of <laughs> yeah. Please cool. send your bereavements to Irish's Podcast Get at gmail.com. So, nevertheless, you so you still got Rasby <laughs> statement. Yeah, so it said this was posted two days ago. Um, and it says, I'm a made man. Here goes truth, truth, mature grown Demario. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question is, is because you say it's full blown truth, truth, sorry, you've been, listen, you, you've put out a certain narrative and told specific stories and details for. How long now? Over a decade, at least. Right. At least over a decade. Like, we let me finish reading real quick. Okay. Um, I was abused by bro brother, and others. They all used and abused me like a rag doll. By the time my cousin took custody over me, I was a mess. He was not my enemy. I focused all my pain, frustration, and anger built up from my past and took it out on my cousin. And I never understood why. Maybe because B2K broke up and he was no longer in my life. Chris was never my pain 
and he was my protector, my peace and my friend. People like Steve and the terrible things in Cleveland. I told him about Ricky forcing me to do things. Those are things I should have dealt with, like all the monsters in my life that actually did these things to me. Chris was never the guy that I made the world think he was. I remember my why my cousin fought so hard to save me because I needed Chris. And then, and then I attacked the only person who helped me. It's time to let the world know the truth. Love you, my cuz. Chris, I pray you continue to be my peace and my protector. I miss you. P.S. MH has always been my favorite artist, immature all day. So, you know, I wouldn't mind have, immature to do a versus. I'm just saying. I, I don't think that they're going to be able to do that with all the controversy with Marcus Houston right now. Though. Oh, Lord. Yeah. See, see what happens when you talk too damn much. So oh, shit, nobody asked for. <laughs> it wasn't even his comments, though. It's the the whole the wife situation in general, though, is controversial. And I, child, not human trafficking. Even though while it like ties into all of these, all of this shit, like. The fact that you're sitting here telling us that for at least the very past 10 to 15 years, you have accused this man of raping you, sexually abusing you, mentally abusing you, and not just you. And I'm not even going to mention who the other person is because they're not here anymore. But, like, y'all have whole recordings of talking about in detail what was done to y'all. And now you're telling us that it wasn't true, that it was somebody else named Ricky and who the fuck is the other person? Somebody we don't know. It doesn't even matter. Like, so are we supposed to believe that these two random named mystery men did this to you? Like, it comes in a play of now, like, that narrative of when people speak out about their abuse, why it's so hard for people to believe them. And if you really did lie on this man like that, your ass deserves to go the fuck to jail. I'm sorry. Like, you've heard the interviews. You've heard these recordings. You were going to put out a whole documentary about what this man and Marcus Houston did to you. Which never really came to fruition, but if you go on YouTube, you will definitely see the clips because you'll also find the argument that he got into with B2K about all of that shit. Remember, they were supposed to be doing a reality show at one point in time. They were filming for the reality show and this situation was brought to the table and they got a whole big argument about that shit. So you're trying to tell me that 
all of this stuff, even down to what Omarion's brother, like calling this man out to find out whether or not this shit was true. And then even confirming that some of the stuff that was said was true. You try to tell me now it was all a lie. You think he got paid off? I don't know what the fuck no more. I know there's not a thing that he could say out of his mouth at this point in time from here on out that would ever be able to be validated. Unless you come out with a video that shows that that shit actually fucking happened. Nothing that he says, whether it be he say it didn't happen or if he turn around and say that he it did happen, nobody won't believe him. Nobody's going to believe him. I don't. If you got paid off, who paid you off? Who paid you off? Because the person who could have offered you, like any and everybody at some point in time who wanted to protect the situation, could have paid you off to keep your mouth shut. Is it because you want Zeus now? And you can't sit here and tell me that Zeus pulling that much weight or any fucking body to make you turn around and say that that shit did not happen for you to put this out. So, like, what the fuck really going on? I I don't, I don't, that shit fucked up. I don't even really know how else to explain it other than that. Because if you allowed yourself to be paid off, to be quiet now, and then put yourself in a, a position to now you're going to have to deal with a whole nother level of criticism that's going to bring you a whole nother blow to your mental health. Because to ignore that clearly something has been going on with this man for a very, very, very long time. He's like a, a, a music Disney kid. Like something happened to him. Now the question is what? And what happened that all of a sudden now, it's like, oh no, he was my protector. He was my friend. He loved me. Really? I just, and I don't even know if it's really worth asking questions at that point. Because again, I can't believe nothing that you say from that one. Nothing. Like, you just went through a whole, like, victimized shit when y'all were on tour about how you couldn't perform because this man was backstage. You were afraid for your life. You was ready to quit. And they're like, two two and a half years, three years later. <laughs> no, that's my cousin. I love him. He was my protector. He was only looking out for me. Make it make sense. It doesn't to me. It doesn't make sense in any way, shape, or form. Like, it, <laughs> like, dude, what? 
your thoughts. <laughs> I'm going blank because if it if if we don't think he's being paid off, what else could it be? I don't know. Um, the only other thing that it could be that would logically make sense is the fact that that shit's not true. But then it plays the question of why the fuck did you do it? And why did you allow it? Why did you do it for so long? But again, this is where it becomes a very odd situation. You weren't supposedly you weren't the only victim of this match. <clears throat> so you completely like devalue that other person's experience. And like I said, if you go on YouTube, make sure it's still you might have to dig a little bit, but there's a conversation between him and Quentin. You remember Quentin? Mm-hmm. God rest his soul. Where they spoke in explicit details about what happened to them. And I'm talking about descriptions of worms. Like, there, it wasn't a generalized conversation of, oh, he raped me. No. Y'all went into some details about it. And there's other, like, videos and interviews that people have done that know about this shit. Whether they did it for clout, not sure. Some of it seems a little cloutish. But it, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Gonna put a pin in that and um, come back to that because it's just too chaotic to. Yeah, this wasn't just like you coming out and telling a story and you just told the story from over time. No, that's not what this was. And I mean, you've like, there are multiple recordings. Of him talking about that situation and giving graphic detail of what he allegedly did to her. So to turn around and say that shit not, not true, and to say that two other people did it, and you chose to project what two other people did on somebody else that was taking care of you, that's that's a whole other. That I'm just, I'm not going to touch. That's when it, it get a little too, too sensitive. And like, dude, if you did that, like, please get some help. Please, if you don't do anything else in that in the world, if you got paid off, whatever, please get some fucking help. 
So to add to that, I will say this. Like, if you're at a point where you feel like, and it definitely looks like you're just going off the rails, go to therapy. Please. Do not. If you go to church, go to church. But don't think that church only is the only option. Like, that's just going to, you talk to a cross for a while. That'll just cleanse your slate and you're good to go. Go to therapy. You know, a lot of people out here buy dogs and pets and numerous plants. Take your ass to therapy. Take your ass to therapy. There's nothing wrong. Please. It's nothing wrong. Listen. As a person who grew up believing I'm not paying nobody no money just to tell me what's wrong with me type shit. Listen. Go to therapy. <laughs> Get some fucking help. Like for real. Even no matter what the circumstances is, you go get some help sweetie for real because this is a mess beyond I want him. and I'm not I'm not going to go in on them because there's clearly something something wrong or something happened that there's something there. So I'm not I'm not gonna do that. The only thing that I'm going to say is is if you lied, regardless of what's going on, you should be held accountable for it. And if you chose to lie now, like in both circumstances, get some help to deal with them things. Because this ain't a good look and it's not going to get any better and you opened up a whole nother world of criticism that I just don't believe mentally emotionally spiritually you quite ready for I've already seen I'm I'm dreading even clicking on that link to see what the fuck this woman said because I know she went in with him I know she went in because she just that type and it just ain't gonna get no better. And deleting social media, not gonna be able to run away from that. Not gonna be able to run away from it. And you'll be back. You'll be back eventually, yeah. Because um, then it's like I can only imagine what those the other members have to say about that shit because it affects them too. Like you pull, you're either saying that you you tried to get your team to believe you and they didn't, and that's fucked up, or you saying that you tried to pull your team into believing a lie, which is fucked up. Like no matter what way you look at this situation, it is fucked up. And I don't know, like. Do you ever notice that, like, Christos now that I've, like, he's never really talked about it? No. He's never really talked about it. Right. He's never really, like, 
addressed any of it. He's never, I mean, he's, I don't know if I've ever actually seen him deny it, to be truthful. Not to say that there isn't anything out there where he may have made a statement or was asked about it and it was like, it's not true. I've never seen it, but I, I, I've, I've never seen him say anything either. I've never really seen him address it. And it doesn't seem to, I don't get the impression that it's ever really affected his livelihood. You know what I mean? In a sense, but I mean, it's a lot of predators out here who get away with any and everything and living lavishly. So, man, listen, that doesn't really mean anything. You know what I'm saying? And we'll literally, you know, they say sometimes silence is golden. If I don't acknowledge it, then sometimes that's the best thing to do. You know what I mean? And I've never really seen him held accountable for it. I've seen, I've never seen anybody really defend him, but more so question Rasby, if that makes sense. It's more so like a question of whether or not what you're saying is true. I'm not sure if it's true. And we don't know the ins and outs of what was going on behind the scenes with that. But never outrightly saying, I believe Chris didn't do it. So that shit is a mess. <laughs> and I guess we'll eventually see what comes from it, if anything. Yeah, some stuff will definitely come of it. Um, I will say a few more things and then we'll see y'all later. Um, Gabrielle Union, there's nothing wrong with her going 50-50 with D-Wade. It is definitely a partnership when you have two people in a relationship that can very Mm -hmm. easily handle everything on their own. Also, net worth is not the same thing as money in hand. I really want y'all to get out here and get into some financial (sighs) literacy. Stop thinking because D-Wade is worth over $200 million that that means they actually have $200 million. Secondly, mm-hmm. nothing in a Walgreens or a dollar store or any retail place is worth chasing somebody down with the car and shoplifter yeah, and yeah. running them over or taking yeah. out a gun and killing them in the store. Shout out and rest in peace to Binko Brown. Um it is not worth it as an employee at like a Home Depot to engage with the shoplifter, which results in you getting shot at or stabbed. Wow. Like they they have insurance to cover those products. They can very easily replace you while you're in the mm-hmm. hospital. Yep. Also, uh ghost kitchens. Um, the trend that is people that present themselves as a business on DoorDash and Uber Eats is actually them making the food and uh, and serving the food from their kitchen in their house and making mm. money from it. That's pretty cool. I know somebody who does. Oh, let's talk about that next episode. Catch up. <laughs> yeah. Bye. I know somebody that does it. Oh, let's talk about that next time. We will catch you guys later. Hey, bye. <laughs> I need all the tea. <laughs> all right, bye. Bye. Miss Crabtree, that's a booty hole. <laughs>